0: And good morning, listeners, and welcome to Psychospace Space here in West Limit 102. My name is John Keeley, and good morning to you all. And I'm joined in studio this morning, first of all, by... Lorraine Buckley, good morning Lorraine.
1: Good morning John.
0: Thank you very much Nick, for joining us and of course as we warned you all uh, a few weeks ago we have a special guest with us now this morning coming from Limerick to join us. Nori Lynch from the Limerick Pastoral Centre, good morning.
2: Good morning John, good morning Lorraine, you have been warned. You have been warned, thank you
0: very much Nick, for joining us. And of course this programme couldn't go out anywhere at all without the one and only Shane Ambrose all the way from the phone line somewhere. Good morning Shane. Good morning John. Thank you very much Nick, for joining us Shane. You've got some opposition this morning now, pal. Anthony, now there's two ladies here now. But anyway, I'm I sure you're I up to it.
3: I quite this morning. I'm sure you're I up to it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you very much, Neve, for joining us, let's. All right. A very special welcome to those of you who are listening at home. And for one reason or another, might be a little housebound today. As we said before, this is especially for yourselves. So welcome again also to those of you who might be traveling. And those of you who might be listening to us on the Internet uh, and on our, our blog spot, which is... Shane, will you tell me the blogspot again? Uh,
3: the blogspot is uh, sacredspace102.blogspot.com That's right.
0: And on, on that particular blogspot, we do actually have a section there for podcasts. Uh, this program will actually be going up there. So those of you who might be listening to us on, this, on the podcast, you're very welcome. I know we had visitors from Iran today. We've had visitors from Australia, Moldova and a load of places like that. You're all welcome. I hope you're going to enjoy the program that we've got lined up today. At the start of each program, we light a candle. And that's to remind us all that we're joined together in this sacred time together, whether we're driving or at home. This program this morning will be slightly different than usual in that a a few things. First of all, we'll be having three breaks, so we're going to try and coordinate the program between the three breaks. But we do have a special program this week and next week, and that's all about a reflection on the Mass. We thought it might be ideal at this particular time just to reflect on the order of the Mass and maybe what it's all about and why we do certain things. We'll do the best we can with it. Comments about the programme would be most welcome, and better still, if you want to come in, uh, there's still a few more chairs here, there's still a few more mm-hmm. microphones here, we don't have a problem <laughs> with that, nor, uh, no. No, oh, no, gosh, no. no problem at all. If you want to, again, to write into to us at uh, Sacred Space, uh, West Limit Radio, Sheens Road, Newcastle West, please do so. And also you can c- contact us on uh, our email, which is sacredspace102 at gmail.com. And thanks again for those people who have indeed contacted us, uh, offered your encouragement and your ideas. Thanks a lot. So at this part of the program, we usually uh, take a break um, from just before we start the program and just stay quiet for a small little while uh, for a prayer space. We call it a prayer space that we found people like. Um, it's a time when we like to just pause and with some gentle music and allow time for us to get in, cont- in contact with our God and maybe more importantly, allow us to, to stay quiet and listen to our God. Maybe this particular time we want to pray for someone who we know is lonely Maybe somebody who's facing operations or facing tests. Maybe those people who are at work at this time are worried about one thing or another. We also, of course, have a lot to thank God for. We thank God for our faith and our families, for our work and our neighbors and our lives. So just before we, we play a nice piece of music here that we've got lined up, uh, Lorraine, I might ask you just to read the uh, spiritual communion prayer for us, please.
1: My Jesus. I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
0: Thank you very much, dear, for that, Lorraine. So, with that, we'll go to our first piece of music. Uh, it's a piece of music by Margaret Richard. it's from her album, her Music for Healing. And it's entitled Camelot. And then we're going to take a break and come back for the second part. So let's hear this.
4: Sacred Space on West Limerick
1: One O two. Good morning and welcome back to Sacred Space here in West Limerick one oh two. My name is Lorraine Buckley, and joining me in studio studio are John Keeley and Noreen Lynch, and by phone we have Shane Ambrose. So Noreen, you're joining us this morning for a very special programme on the Mass. Can you tell us a little bit about your role in the Pastoral Centre?
2: Good morning, Lorraine. Good morning. Um, I suppose I work in the Pastoral Centre with Father Noel Kerwin and the team there. Uh, The centre was established to be a resource for parishes, so that when parishes said, you know, we'd like to have good liturgy, we'd like to have faith formation for children and adults, different events, that they would have a resource place where they could come and say, okay, what's available? Can you come and work with us? So Noel and I very much work out uh, in parishes in training and facilitation and then offering workshops, a calendar of workshops across the year. Um, and um, involved with yourself, Lorraine, in the Diocesan History Commission Mm -hmm. and in in a number of other uh, different capacities involved with different groups who are really just resourcing and supporting parishes in the diocese.
1: It's it's about empowering people really, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. That's what God wants is for us to become the whole person he made us to be Mm -hmm. and parish is the place where he's put you and the place where that's possible to happen. So we want to empower every parish that it can empower every person. Wonderful, wonderful. (laughs)
1: Lovely.
0: Now, Now that we know what you can do, right? (laughs) Uh, 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 There was a a special program that we all sort of wanted to do here with something around the Mass. We wanted somebody maybe to go through the Mass from start to finish and why we do things and all that sort of stuff. Would you mind just running through maybe what you got prepared for us now? I know this particular week now we're going to go through the introduction maybe and maybe go through the Word of God. But Mm -hmm. start start wherever you want to.
2: Thanks a million John. Well I suppose it's a lovely invitation to be here um, and I'm delighted to be here with you in studio and also in in the homes of so many people and uh, thank you for the time. When we chatted a little bit we said wouldn't it be lovely to have a a chance to think about the Sunday Mass and why things happen, how we do different things Mm. because often we say well it's always been done that way or I'm not sure why or I'm not sure how it developed in a particular parish a particular way. And so what I was drawn to was uh, Bishop Murray in 2005 produced a very simple booklet called Celebrating the Eucharist. It's based on, on some things that were happening internationally and nationally. Uh, but basically he said, here's a simple booklet. And we're actually Shane has said he'll put it up on the blog for mm-hmm. us. Um, and it just goes through the Eucharist. So I thought I'd use that as a basis for our conversation. Really, it's the Easter season from now on until Pentecost. And so it's the season of Thanksgiving. It's a season where the newly baptized us in the church used to sit down and say, what have we gotten into? What does it mean? So it's a really good time to think about what we take for granted, what we have always with us. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start at the introductory right and say, I suppose the first thing to say about Sunday Mass is that for a lot of us, we find ourselves sitting down inside of Mass going, I, my head isn't here at all today. Or we stand up for the Gospel and think, was there two reasons before this? I don't remember. <laughs> and what? Wh- how did I get here? And really, the truth is that most of us, we, we don't arrive at Mass fully prepared to participate in the mystery of the Eucharist. We arrive at Mass thankful that we're there on time and hoping that we'll just have a moment of a clear head before it begins. And that's very human and very normal. And so the Church understood at the beginning that the two essential parts of Mass are the liturgy of the Word, that's the readings, right up through the, the homily and the creed and the prayers of the faithful, and the liturgy of the Eucharist, which is from the offertory procession right up to the prayer after communion. And they said those two parts, are, that's Mass. But actually, we need time before and we need time afterwards. Otherwise, we're in the middle of something very sacred without having reflected on it and without being really present. And we might miss some of the grace that's on offer. So, as we gather the Church has created this introductory rite where we say, you know, who's here? Why are we here? What, do, what needs to happen for me and for everyone so that we can really be present to the Eucharist, to Jesus Christ, to each other? And what the Church teaches right from the beginning is it said, look, the introductory rite has three points. That, what, this bit of the Mass has three pieces that are important. One is we want to make sure that the faithful, that's us, mm. come together as one and have a sense that we're together here. We want people to really be ready and able to hear god's word when it comes so that like that we won't be standing up at the gospel saying how did i get here Hmm. what am i listening to and the third is we want to celebrate eucharist really well so maybe to say that the first recognizing that we're welcome when we walk into the church there's a holy water font and we put our hands in the holy water font and we bless ourselves and that's a reminder that in baptism we were welcomed at the door of the church at the front door And nowadays we say to the parents of small children, the Christian community welcomes you with great joy. Teaching children to bless themselves in the holy water font is a great gift. And the welcome that we experience when we come in the door makes it easier to believe that we really belong, that we really are full members. And we start at that sign of the cross every liturgy because we don't do this in our name or in our own power. We do it in God's name, the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And that same cross was the sign that's put on a baby's forehead when they started baptism. And that cross we put in our heads again as we bless ourselves. And the amen that we're saying is a real yes, I believe. I believe I belong. I believe I'm welcome. I believe this is something I have. I have something to offer to this Eucharist. And this Eucharist is something to offer to me. So the whole thing of we are here together and we see each other and we're welcome. The next thing is we recognize ourselves, not just as welcome as full members, but we recognize that we need to get ready. You know, we might be physically here, but we mightn't really be ready for Eucharist. And so we have the penitential rite. Now, the point of the penitential rite is not, aren't you terrible? The point of the penitential rite is, isn't God great? Mm. I'm an awful sinner. I mess up all the time. I don't have it right. And still God is mad about me. Isn't that amazing? Mm. And so whether it's the form of the I confess, whether we start with a prayer, Lord, hear us, or um, Lord of mercy, Christ of mercy, whether we have the rite of blessing of, and sprinkling of holy water, whether we have the second form, which comes from the Psalms, um, whatever form we use in the penitential rite, our emphasis is, isn't God mighty? We really have messed up. We're not the people we thought we could be. And yet, Lord, yet, when I'm down on the bottom of a pit, you pick me up, you make a difference. Aren't you just amazing? Thanks be to God for you. And when I have that sense in my heart that I'm beginning to understand how much I need God and that God is there for me, then the response automatically is the Gloria. It's this song of praise that comes from the angels in Bethlehem over over the crib, and they sing singing from the bottoms of their heart, glory to God in the highest, mm. glory, praise. And it's such a great prayer. We t- Sometimes we think we might change it and put in something else that's happy in its place. Or sometimes when a choir sings as we all sit down and stay quiet. Mm. But it's meant to be that sense of knowing who we are. Sure, what could you do but say, thanks be to God. Mm.
5: Mm.
2: And what follows the last part of the introductory right then is what we call the collect. And it's a special prayer. There's a prayer every Sunday is different. And it's a prayer that gathers together the theme of this Sunday, of this Sunday's gospel, of this Sunday's Eucharist gathers it together and completes the introductory rite. And the beautiful part about that prayer, as well as the actual text of the prayer itself, is that it finishes in the name of the Father, addressed to the Father through Jesus Christ in the unity of the Spirit. So as we begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, so our introduction concludes also in the name of the Trinity that's the sense of the introductory right in very short and it's you'll find far more to read about it in other places than this but Th-
0: that was beautiful thank you very much indeed for that and i suppose we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we might try and pick up a few pints on that shane have you got any little reflection yourself on that
2: yeah i, I i'm sitting
3: here and i'm actually i'm thinking to myself my god it's done it so well ah, ah good lord ah. because it, it's a beautiful of course reflection yes. uh, that leads us in but of course you know the mass is, is something that I suppose some people could say we're almost over mm-hmm. you know despite <laughs> the fact that, okay, we do have a declining number of clergy in the Church, that we still do have a lot of masses, and there's, you know, there's a mass for, you know, mass for almost for everything. And I suppose because something is so common and so frequent, you know, as Noreen said, sometimes we can lose kind of the great mystery that's involved in it. Yes. And I suppose that's, that's the thing that struck me when we were planning this and thinking about it, because, of course, there's a whole load of you know, words and symbols and signs that are involved when we celebrate Mass together. And I love exploring them and trying to understand and see what they mean. Um, Because, you know, in a world we're surrounded by signs and icons and everything else, but in some ways we've almost forgotten what our signs and symbols as a Christian community are. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we need to re-explore... Uh, the Mass of what it means, and that's why I think this whole program is a great idea. But I suppose two things that jumped out from your course was the gathering, first of all, at the beginning, mm-hmm. and the second thing was yeah. the Gloria. Yeah. I suppose in terms of the gathering, I came across a great quote a couple of years ago, and where it was, it's, it, it's, it was from a, a bishop in Syria around maybe the third century, and he was in- instructing bishops how they were supposed to do their jobs. And he said, you know, exhort the people to be faithful to the assembly of the church, let them not fail to attend but let them gather faithfully together let no one deprive the church by staying away if they do they deprive the body of Christ of one of its members and Mm -hmm. you know and that's you know, that's the whole thing about this, the beginning, the assembly, the gathering together, the coming together as community. You know, led, I suppose, um, you know, uh, g- called together, I suppose, by the priests. That's the function at the beginning of the, of the presider, yeah. that they called community into community together to stand before the Lord.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Thank you very much indeed for that, Shane. Lorraine, have you got any few thoughts yourself?
1: What struck me was that um, when Noreen was talking there about the introductory rites and about the the four different forms and the sense not of oh I'm a terrible sinner but how great God's mercy was mm. and when you were speaking there about how that naturally flows into the glory Noreen I, I honest to God I had goosebumps because. <laughs> We just don't reflect. I personally don't reflect enough on on God's great love and mercy for us. And I think if we could only kind of tap into that, mm-hmm. as you said, for those few moments before yeah. we enter into the liturgy of the word, yeah. how much more graced, yeah, like our reception mm-hmm. would be of, yeah. of of the the gospel and, and the Eucharist.
2: Mm-hmm. That's that's gorgeous. And I suppose the thing is, always we're learning. Mm. There is nobody who can say, I have pummeled or, or I have gone to the depths of the Eucharist now, I have the whole thing sorted. At that point we've lost it. Yeah. So always we're going back. And sometimes it's in the comfort of, of, of knowing something for years and saying, I don't even need to think about it, that there's a depth of prayer in that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's in that saying, Let's reflect on it again. Let's and Bishop Murray puts it so well in that in that little booklet mm-hmm. I let's go back, let's mm-hmm. go over as Shane said, the signs and the symbols and um I'm very struck by what Shane said about, you know, don't deprive us of of you um, in Eucharist. How often have people thought that, you know, Eucharist is what's happening at the altar and we're watching. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and they suddenly beginning to realise that actually we're not just called to receive Eucharist, but to be the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about anymore saying, you know, I come to Mass, I get Mass to receive Eucharist, to receive the body of Christ, but rather reminding us that the purpose of Eucharist is to go out now and be Christ's hands, Christ's feet. And when we're gathered, particularly a Sunday Mass, even more than a daily Mass, but particularly a Sunday Mass, when we're gathered and we look around, we say, these are the people God has placed here. Mm -hmm. These are the people that God has said, these people will bring you to wherever God needs you to be. These people will bring you to salvation, to healing, to hope. These people are the people I want you to be with. So see them know them and know that this is the body of christ and exactly as shane said when people aren't there when they don't feel welcome when maybe you know we we forget to check in and see does a neighbor want to lift that in some way we're less not that we're wrong but that there's so much more available Mm -hmm. that there are enough gifts in the community the holy spirit would never leave us without enough gifts but that all the time it's about are we recognizing who's there are we drawing in are we valuing the people God has given us, in order that we can recognise God who is here already.
0: Yeah, that was lovely. And, and, and just two things, you know, I was just reflecting on as you were reading there. One was quite often during the mass, we are asked to respond by saying the Amen.
5: Mm-hmm, which yep. means
0: kind of yeah, yes. I agree with this, you know. And, and half the time, Amen. <laughs> you know, and, and it's just a, it's just something that struck me. The, the Amen throughout the mass is there asking us to respond and to, visit and to participate it's not just the priest up there we Absolutely. are all, isn't that what you're saying
2: yeah. and I
0: think the other thing was when the priest starts off the collect and he says let us pray you know do I realise let us pray to God I mean I want to mm-hmm. talk to God I, I'm in the presence of God all these yeah. few little things that you've drawn out there things little nibbits yeah. that we hadn't thought of that's before
2: mighty, that's gorgeous
0: but I think I, I think that about yeah. Have you got someone else know, Yeah, Shane, do you want to say one last thing? And you've got about a minute. Yeah. Well, Ish. I suppose
3: I suppose the only other thought that struck me when, when just reflecting on the whole gathering part of it was, uh, you know, there's kind of a, an up and a, an up and a down and an up and a an across kind of focus on when we gather in community. Mm-hmm. Because we gather kind of, you know, almost like a cross where you have the vertical bar. And we're gathering together as community. And as the community, we're gathering together to praise God, which is the upward yes. part of the cross. And I love that imagery where we gather together, you know, as a community to praise God. Because ultimately, that's what we're doing. Yes. You know?
2: mm-hmm. That's and what we're made for, yeah.
3: yeah it's, it's, it's a beautiful kind of a calling. It's what we're called to do, to mm-hmm. honour and praise the Lord. Yeah.
0: And just as you mentioned, that gathering, it just so happens that the Holy Spirit decided that we're going to play our second piece of music, which is from Monica Brown's album "Come Comfort My People, and it's actually it's entitled Gather Your People. So let's listen to this. <music>
4: Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.
1: And welcome back again to Sacred Space in West Limerick 102. My name is Lorraine Buckley. Joining me in studio are Noreen Lynch and John Keeley and on phone, Shane Ambrose. Noreen, you brought us beautifully through the introductory rites. I believe you're going to lead us now through the liturgy of the word.
2: Yes, and I'm always conscious you could say so much more about each of them, Mm -hmm. but just a taster again, and I'm drawn again from celebrating the Eucharist. That's a little leaflet by Bishop Murray. And the reason I'm doing that is because if somebody's interested, then they can go to the blog uh, of of this of this website and pick that up and read it themselves. But I, in terms of the the liturgy of the word, I said the liturgy of the word and the liturgy of the Eucharist are the two central pieces Mm -hmm. of, of our Mass. And in that document, Bishop Murray wrote that the word, liturgy of the word, and the liturgy of the Eucharist, they actually form a single action. In the liturgy of the word, we hear the story of our people. We proclaim God's covenant with his people and its fulfillment in Christ. So our history, our story, who we are, we hear and we go, this is who we are. This is, look at, God has been with us Mm -hmm. all the way. Mm -hmm. And in the liturgy of the Eucharist, then, it makes present the renewal of God's covenant in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, that's a big statement. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? We'll say a little bit about that next week, but let's stay with the liturgy of the word Mm -hmm. for now. There's enough there. Mm The thing I'd say about Scripture is that the Bible, or Scripture, it's our story. It's the story of God's relationship with us. We read of men and women, just like ourselves, who laughed and cried and lived and died and doubted and trusted God in the face of ordinary times and extraordinary times. And isn't that just like us? Mm-hmm. But I suppose the thing is that we know that this isn't a history lesson or a storybook, that the Word of God actually speaks to us in a way that nothing else can speak to us and if I, I'll give you a story that I find helpful to explain that. There's a story told of the driver of a mobile library. Do you know those little mobile libraries that used to mm, be? Mm. Well, this guy worked in a small country area in South Africa, and he would drive hundreds of miles to small villages and towns so people could ha- have books. And children and adults would queue every week to return one book and get another. Now, there was one small village he used to go to, and he noticed that an old lady was a little different from the rest. She used to queue with them all. And every week she handed over her book. But then she didn't go looking for a new book. She asked for that to be renewed every week, the same book. Mm. Now he noticed the book was the Bible and he was kind of curious as to why she didn't want to read anything else. So he asked her, he said, ma'am, I know there's, this is a holy book, but surely you'd like to read something else. Why not leave it here this week and read something different? And the lady smiled. Yes, she said, there are other books here to read. But this is the only book that can read me. Wow. Mm. And I think in Scripture, we, we hear it said actually in Scripture that the Word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. There's something about Scripture. It's not that we read Scripture. It's God's Word speaking to us. And it inspires us and teaches us and challenges us. And, you know, if we say we're people of God, if we say we're disciples or followers of Jesus sure how could we be that if we weren't listening to the word of God and when we talk about the liturgy of word at mass then that's, that's what we're talking about really we're involved in a conversation with the word of God first we're asked to listen to God's word in the first reading, the psalm, the second reading and the gospel then we're going to listen as the priest breaks open that word in the homily and helps us to connect God's word for us this week with our real lived lives where we are And out of that, we stand up and proclaim what we believe. Having heard God speak to us, having said, Lord is interested in us, we'll stand up now in the creed and say, we believe, I believe. And then we bring our prayers of the faithful to God, who we are really confident now, knows who we are, listens to us, and will hear our prayers. And the amazing thing is, this happens not around the altar, but around the ambo, the ambo where we read from. That's the that's what we call And we call the Ambo the table of the word. And we say that if you're hungry for God's word, if you're hungry to know what God has to say to your life, come to the table of the word, the Ambo, and listen to the word about God being read and ponder on it. It's not a place we're going to read notices from or make statements from, no more than we do it from the altar. We say this is the place if you're hungry to hear what God has to say to you in your life. Now, I suppose when we talk about this then we're saying there's a first reading, a psalm a second reading, an Alleluia, and a gospel and just to break that open a little that the, the first reading is always from the Old Testament and it's always linked to the gospel so you can look at the gospel and then look at the first reading and see why that first reading was picked and the psalm is always meant to be a response to that so it's actually fierce and important that we actually say the psalm of the Sunday because if we pick something different we've broken the train of thought the the theme that's running through if at all possible it should be sang and as many people as possible should answer it because the idea of the psalm is that we hear the first reading and we want to respond and so we take the psalms which are actually the prayers of the people of God for thousands of years when people wanted to pray they used the psalms as their way of praying they're very beautiful and very real and very human the second reading is always from the New Testament Um, And the second reading is usually from one of the letters. It's not from the Gospels, it's from one of the letters or the Acts of the Apostles. So it's about the early church, just like us, people trying to make sense of what Jesus Christ means to their lives. Then we come into the Alleluia. And the Alleluia is meant to be this moment where we say, there's something fierce important about to happen. We're about to hear something that is so important to us. So to show the importance of it, This is the the Alleluia where we welcome and greet the Lord. It would be great if at all times we sing it. It's actually far more important than hymns. It's more important than hymns. It's more important than communion hymns, anything. The Alleluia, the proclamation of faith at the consecration and the great Amen. They're the three first things we're supposed to sing. And we all have Alleluia's that are simple and straightforward and that we could sing together just as we get the sense of let's stand up and welcome and greet God because God is going to speak to us now in a powerful way through the story of Jesus Christ. And we listen to the gospel to hear the story of Jesus Christ and to hear what God is teaching us in that scripture. is not an amazing amount of what's available. Mm. I just want to say one more word if I have time. Yeah, um, work away. Around being called to be a minister of the word then because people are called to be readers or ministers of the word or proclaimers of the word and I suppose um, it's it's a great gift to the community that people will take on this task will say I will be the one who steps up because you know it's not easy in your community to be the one who who steps forward and people say now where is she going I know her Um, and yet you know it says in scripture how will people know about God unless we tell them and how will they hear it unless somebody comes forward and says I'll tell them right so it's a huge gift because, as I say, sometimes we're at Sunday mass or at weekday mass, and we say, "Gosh, you know, I'm as far as the gospel, and I and I wasn't really aware." So the person who's called to proclaim the word of God, to proclaim the, the first and second readings, to sing the psalm, to, to to sing the Alleluia, they have a really sacred and special role. You see, all our lit readings in the liturgy of the word we ask they all come from Scripture. It's not that there aren't other beautiful readings. But we're not just looking for inspiration or for beauty. We want to hear God's word, to know what God is saying to us. And anything else, no no matter how beautiful it is, is a distraction from God. And the person who's called to proclaim the word of God, the person who's called to be the minister of the word for the first, second readings in Psalms, is called to have a real sense of that reverence, that this is something sacred. And I'm going to actually read a small bit here, actually, from... Uh, Preparing for Liturgy by Austin Fleming and it's just a couple of extracts from a reflection he has from Ministers of the Word and so I'd say if you're somebody who in your own home reads scripture who's been asked to proclaim scripture in your whether at school or in chapel or um, at, at a big event or at a family funeral or at a wedding just to get a sense of how important and blessed this role is so the reflection says yours Minister of the Eucharist is a share in the work of the Lord's Spirit who opens our hearts to God's holy word. Yours is the task of telling our family story, the story of salvation. Yours is to proclaim the true and saving word of God. You are the messenger of God's love for us. Anyone can read the scriptures in public. Only the believer can proclaim them. Approach the ambo, the table of the Lord's word, as you would the Lord himself, with reverence and awe. Handle the book of the Lord's presence with great care. It is a tabernacle of the Lord's presence. Rejoice in the work that the Lord has accomplished through you. Be faithful to the work you do, for through it, through your proclamation of the word of God, the Lord saves his people. We could speak about the creed, the prayers of the faithful, and perhaps another day we'll have that time. But I'm going to stop now and, and, and give the others a chance to get a word in edgeways. <laughs> that
1: is such an awesome, awesome um, explanation that in, in handling the word of God, in coming to it with reverence and awe, mm-hmm. that, that we have that ministry, that it's it's almost like the tabernacle of, of the Lord's presence as yes, you said Yes. that the very fact of breaking open the scriptures in our community or in our homes or wherever it may yes. be it's just incredible
2: mm-hmm. this is such a privilege that we mm. have as Christians mm-hmm. the word of God, active, available, alive, blessing us so reading it once is not the point mm-hmm. pondering, spending time, going deeper yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
2: John, do you have any thoughts?
0: Well, exactly, as you said yourself, you know, reverence. Uh, and, and this whole thing about, it's the Word of God, it's, it's God speaking to us, and especially the Gospel, and, and I like the way you said there, that, um, just leading up to the Gospel, the Alleluia. Mm-hmm. Do you know, again, going back to my Amen. Do you know, the, the, the idea of, of really singing this Alleluia, because this is, God, this is Jesus going to speak to us now. And he's going to speak to me as well as you and as well as you. And I suppose I'm lucky enough, I suppose, at times to be able to go to Lecture We mm-hmm. with a Frank yes. Duick inside yes. Newcastle West. And the Word of God is there for all of us. Yes. And I, I, I think it was lovely the way you sort of brought that forward, you know, that especially even, even with that re- reflection that you gave from the lady, you know,
5: mm-hmm.
0: that the reason why she gets the book is because the book can read her. Yes. And I like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Lovely. Shane, are you quiet there, Shane?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm quiet. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about it, to be honest, because I love that idea, actually, of the, 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 the book being the tabernacle of the word. Mm-hmm. I think it's brilliant, Isn't brilliant, it? brilliant yeah. imagery. Um, the thing, I suppose, that struck me about it is, among Muslims, um, Christians and Jews are known as the people of the book. Yes. Because we, we, share, we share the Old Testament with the Jews and we share yeah. the Old Testament and New Testament with the Muslims. Yes. And it's just, that's the special privilege we're given, because we are people of the book. We are people of the word. And I suppose it's so it's such an important thing that we have to recall. We are people of the word. And why do we put so much attention on word? And Because Jesus himself is the word. He is the word of God made flesh. He's the Logos. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's so important that we give time to the proclamation of the readings. And I suppose, as Noreen said, it's, wh- it's why readers... And doing the reader role is so important that it's done properly within a Eucharistic celebration. Mm-hmm. Because personally, I'm of the view, and this is coming from my experience in Africa, we shouldn't have you know our missallets or our leaflets in front of us. Mm. We should listen and just you know listen to the word being proclaimed. Particularly, you know, the second readings that are when they're generally taken from Paul's letters, if they're read and proclaimed properly. They are, they are written to be read out to a community. Originally, mm. when Paul wrote his letters, they were written to be read out to a group of people, you know, gathered in Corinth, or the Colossians, or who the Galatians, or whoever they were. And, you know, it's just so important that we are able to hear them proclaimed properly, that the, you know, the liturgy of the Word is the breaking of the Word open for our community. So it's important that we hear it And we we are paying attention to it Because you can hear something But you mightn't be listening to it You know That's the thing about it of course And that's the point we made at the beginning About the whole You know the introductory rites Allowing us to pause and sit And make space For the word of God To penetrate us You know It's like that prayer we say every week John When we're doing the Gospel Reflections We Mm -hmm. say you know Your word penetrates us like a two-edged sword Yes Yes. That can't happen if you don't give it time You know Mm. And, and and that's the thing about it. The mystery of the proclamation of the word is such an important role within the community. And as and as you said yourself, the Alleluia. I I'll be honest. For, for me, it's one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that the Alleluia is sung? For me, a mass is not a mass unless the Alleluia is sung.
2: That's I, what I, the church I, teaches, James, yeah. so you must be right.
3: <laughs> you know. You know. I I I. I, rem, I, I it's just, it's something that I it disheartens me sometimes Irish people are great singers we're great people for celebration and community you know if you put 20,000 people into Tom Park it's like (laughs) a it's like a choir from heaven you put them into the church and they lose their voice.
2: and I suppose probably the lesson in that there's sometimes a danger that we can make this about what's not good enough or not right Mm. actually if the proclamation of the word is a challenge then listening to the word in church is equally so I catch myself sometimes listening to the word in, in the back of my head saying that person isn't reading it well and actually that's my sin not yes. theirs yes. I'm the one yeah. who's let go not yeah. them yeah. however there's proclaiming it the word is available and similarly you know when people sing in Thulman Park and God they sing mighty but they sing because they know they're the extra man yeah. They're, they're yeah. The, if they, that makes a difference now what's happening in our parish community to let people know that they make a difference, that mm. their presence makes a difference, that their amen yes. says mm. something, mm. that their alleluia is heard and matters. Mm. What is happening for people that they're saying? It would be shocking if anybody heard me being enthusiastic inside my yeah, church. It's yeah, notions. Yeah, yeah. And, and and almost ourselves. Just reflect not in terms of judging others, but in terms of ourselves. How can I go deeper? What what am I blocking? Uh, because I'm nervous of looking bad when actually there's grace available here, you know. And saying the amen, saying the alleluia, singing, you know, not being afraid to be truly, fully part of this community is part of it's part of our deepening of our faith. and Going further.
1: Beautiful. Thank you very much, Noreen. Well, again, it's time for a piece of music. And continuing our Eucharistic theme, the song I've chosen, or the hymn of have rather, is Ave Verum Corpus. It's from the album Gregorian Chant from Maynooth, and it's sung by the seminarians and staff of St. Patrick's College, Maynooth.
4: Sacred
2: Space on West Limerick One O Two.
0: And welcome back to the fourth part. That's strange because we usually say the third part, the fourth part is Sacred Space, during in West Limerick one oh two. My name is John Kelly, and I must say I am really am enjoying this program this morning. Thank you, Nori and Lynch for coming out and giving us that Thanks wonderful, wonderful reflection. And of course Lorraine and of course Shane is still there. And Shane, you got some saints for us this week, please?
3: Sure, John. Uh, This week, we have a couple of interesting saints on the calendar this week, folks. Um, May the 30th, we have St. Joan of Arc. Uh, May May the 31st, we have the Feast of the Visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Then on the 1st of June, we have St. Justin, uh, Martyr. Uh, Then the 2nd of June. Now, this year, the 2nd of June would be Ascension Thursday. Uh, and it's it, because it's 40 days after Easter. But, of course, in Ireland, we celebrate the Feast of the Ascension on the Sunday nearest to the Ascension Thursday. So, Thursday, the 2nd of June is Ascension Thursday, or it's the Feast of St. Marsilius and Peter. Uh, third, The 3rd of June in Ireland is the Feast of St. Kevin. Uh, this year, it's, it's the Friday, so it's the first Friday. But in the Universal Church, it is also the Feast of St. Charles Lawanga and Companions, who are known as the Ugandan Martyrs. Now, if it's okay with you, John, I'm going to start with the Ugandan Martyrs. Do we have much joy going anyway? <laughs> Good <one>. <laughs> Excellent.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah. Now, the reason I'm starting with the Ugandan Martyrs is I have a very personal connection with them because, as regular listeners to the program know, I spent 30 months living and working as a volunteer in Uganda and I was living and working with the Diocese of Chienda Mitiana and the diocesan compound at Chienda is actually built on the site of the martyrdom of one of the Ugandan martyrs, Saint Noah. And uh, so basically every morning when I got up and went out, I was looking out on the cathedral which was built on the site of the martyrdom. So I have a very personal connection with the Ugandan martyrs. Mm -hmm. There were 22 young Christians Um, For those that are readers of the blog, I'm actually going to put a picture up. These guys were young. We're talking late teens, early 20s, when they died for their faith. It happened in 1885, 86. There's a number of them there, Matthias Malumba, Charles Luanga, and the others. And basically, they proclaimed their faith as Christians, despite the threats from their own king. And basically, many of them were either burnt alive or severely mutilated and killed for the faith. Noah was actually uh, pierced by spears and left tying to a tree for the animals to finish him off. Um, Mattia Malumba was just brutally uh, mutilated and left in a swamp, and the others were burnt alive, all for the profession of the faith. And they were beatified, and then they were canonized during the Second Vatican Council by Paul VI as an example to the world for, of martyrs for the faith. So that's the Ugandan martyrs, and their feast day is celebrated on June the 3rd, uh, now, this year, it's uh, every year in Kampala, the site of the martyrdom is a place called Namogongo. And you will see hundreds of thousands of people from all over Africa attending the celebrations at Namogongo this year. It's a national holiday in Uganda, and they come from everywhere. And it's a marvellous, marvellous site.
0: Shane, thank you very much indeed for that. Unfortunately, we'll have to cut you there now because we're caught so for time. Shane, thank you very much indeed for joining us uh, this morning. But most importantly, thank you very much indeed, Noreen, for coming out and giving us that it's wonderful really a pleasure
2: reflection. Pleasure to be here,
0: thanks. And you'll be here again next week.
2: Looking forward to it already. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah, it, ah, is it is fantastic. It was fantastic. Again, just a reminder to people out there: if you do have any questions or comments at all, please write into the station here, Sacred Space, West Limit Radio, Sheens Road, Newcastle West, or you can telephone here on zero six nine double six two hundred send a message you can email us at sacredspace102 at gmail.com and of course we will have some information up as best we can and in fact a podcast of the program up on our blog which is sacredspace102.blogspot.com so that's a bit that's about all now for this week thank you very much for allowing us to join you for the sacred hour i hope you enjoyed it and we're going to do it all again next week I have a piece of music now to go out with today which I was only give, just given there this evening um, it is, uh, actually, as you know we're recording this over Thursday evening so that's why the odd time I mentioned evening, excuse me but I was given this piece of music to play it's been it, it's, it's, um, sung by a local singer, a lady by the name of Marion Collins from her album A Tune to Remember and very happily we said we'd go out because it's still in the month of May with the Flowers of the May So until next week, bye bye now God bless, bye bye <laughs>
2: Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.